you know, okay, maybe I did something wrong. If I feel guilty about it, maybe, maybe I need to change my behavior. And that's okay. You know, sometimes we, we can make mistakes and that's okay. It's not to beat ourselves up about it, but it can guide us to an extent. Um, of course, um, irrational guilt is not good because it's kind of like, oh, I, um, I did something bad. And guilt can really be a blockage to our creativity. I'm Sadia Tariq, and you're listening to Dhani, the podcast. I believe everybody has a story. And Dhani has been all about these stories coming from opinions, personal experiences, life lessons, and so much more. And somewhere along the lines, we find ourselves being part of these stories or they being part of us in nooks and crannies, in crumbs, in echoes and reflections. Have you ever wondered how you are arriving and appearing in a relationship? What kind of attachment style you might have? In this podcast, we talk about the dynamics of attachment styles. And to help us navigate all of this, our guest is Sutuda Sefi. Sutuda Sefi is the founder of Self Love School and she specializes in psychology, hypnotherapy, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, and coaching. If you like this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends and families and please do leave us with a rating, a suggestion. Thank you. Sudhura, what uh, an honor to have you on Dhani. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So Tura, I uh, have been uh, following your um, Instagram page. You um, um, are a hypnotherapist. You lo- uh, run a school and you uh, specifically work um, uh, for women to tap into their conscious, subconscious mind and perhaps deal uh, with whatever is there. Uh, please take your time to introduce yourself uh, and then we'll move on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, My name is Satuda and um, I'm from London. I am the founder of Self Love School. I'm a hypnotherapist and coach. And I love, I love um, working with women. I specifically work with women to explore their subconscious minds and to heal especially trauma from childhood, which causes so much problems in our relationships, in our health, in our careers, our choices and everything, the whole, our whole lives in general. Um, so, yeah, I'm so passionate about what I do. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Thank brilliant, you. brilliant. And since you sort of um, preempted my question anyway, you spoke about childhood trauma. Uh, so my first question is that we all have been through trauma regardless. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So the first question is one, how, what, what, what is childhood tra- trauma mm-hmm. uh, in very plain, simple words? And how does it differ from um, uh, adulthood trauma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what is childhood trauma? Childhood trauma could be anything from um, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, um, psychological abuse. Um, it can be neglect. Um, and it can be inconsistency as well. Um, you know, these things really cause uh, trauma in a child because what a child needs specifically to, to be able to create a healthy attachment style is um, a caregiver who is fully present with them, being in the present moment. But the problem is many adults can't even be present with themselves right? So when, when adults can't really be present with themselves, they find it difficult to be present with children. Um, so this is where the problem comes in and the child feels confused and neglected and unsure of what the parent, uh, you know, whether they, they do really love them and care for them or not. And this creates um, a, a unhealthy attachment style in a child. So this can be really subtle and, you know, many people m- may think that they don't really have anything really, um, you know, traumatic happen to them as children. But even just a parent who isn't present with them um, can really create that um, attachment, um, in- instability and insecurity. And um, for your second question, um, what is the difference between childhood trauma and a uh, uh, trauma that you know we experience as adults? Of course, even adult trauma is very, very valid, and it can cause a lot of distress. Um, and there are many, many examples of things that can happen um, as adults that are traumatic, such as losing someone, losing a loved one, or a divorce, or losing a job. All of these things can be traumatic um, experiences and events. However, children. Um, when we are children, we are very, very vulnerable and we are very um, open. We absorb everything around us. Um, so, you know, especially one to seven years old, we are just very, um, we're able to absorb like sponges, everything around us, all the emotions of our parents, of anyone else around us. Um, you know, we, we can sense things and we believe everything that's said to us. You know, everything we hear, even from the outside, let's say we watch um, a movie uh, when we are four years old and it's kind of, you know, it says um, things in the movie that are kind of negative and this creates a negative belief system in the child, right? So that's why it's so important uh, for us to be able to recognize that because we're so vulnerable at that age. And one to seven years old, I mean, from the, the day we are born to seven years old is where we create our personality. So, you know, up until seven, we, we start to create our personalities already. So we have all our core belief system cre- um, created by that time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, uh, you you mentioned uh, healthy attachment style. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I also believe, as you um, sort of inform us through your uh, Instagram posts, that there are many uh, different kinds of uh, unhealthy attachment styles. Mm-hmm. So, first, give us uh, give us a briefing on what a healthy 
attachment styles say say in your adult life would be like mm-hmm. and then perhaps uh, give us uh, uh, a deeper insight into the other forms of unhealthy attachment styles yes yeah, sure so um first of all we have when we uh, grow up as children um and we've had a healthy attachment style um which means that we had parents who were very present with us and they created this safety and stability um so that can look like um a secure attachment as an adult can look like having healthy relationships um especially a romantic relationship where one loves the other and the other loves them and they believe that as in they trust the other person um and they're quite secure in a sense that they um they would you know have full trust and feel safe and secure in the attachment style in in the relationship and they wouldn't really do some of the things that an insecure person would do for example um and I will come to that as well later on and also they're very um they're willing to be vulnerable they can express themselves um they they can express their needs they can express their emotions and they aren't afraid of conflict they aren't afraid of saying something wrong or of losing that person there isn't so much fear attached to the relationship itself right um whereas in the other insecure attachment styles that is very much present so um this is the secure attachment style and i'm going to go on to just uh briefly um uh commenting on the the three different insecure attachment styles mm-hmm. so we have the anxious that's one of them and we have the avoidant that's the second one and the third one is the disorganized which is kind of like a combination of the anxious and the avoidant mm-hmm. attachment style so the anxious uh attachment style this um type of attachment style can also be seen as the uh love addict or they can be quite addicted to the relationship or to the other person they can be very clingy um and they really don't feel worthy enough they don't feel good enough so they will have um low self esteem which obviously will create a lot of conflict in the relationship um they will generally not trust the other person and this can create a lot of tension um and um you know these this can be very problematic because they will be it, obviously there is kind of like um uh not everyone every anxiously attached person will be the same there are different mm-hmm. levels right so um at an extreme level that person can really be calling the other person uh, you know they're they're a partner you know 20 times a day non-stop they would you know just want reassurance and they would want approval from them you know this means the world to them like their whole life revolves around their partner right <laughs> so this is the um anxious attachment style mm-hmm. and then we have the avoidant attachment style and and the avoidant person really loves spending time by themselves right um and they generally don't trust other people to meet their needs so they feel like i can't trust anyone to meet my needs so i'm just i'm better off by myself so on a very deep subconscious level they don't believe that anyone else uh will actually love them 
so they choose to soothe themselves. They choose to do everything for themselves. They're very independent. They can seem very confident. They can seem very, um, you know, this person that, you know, has it all together. But deep down, there's a lot of shame of not being good enough, which creates this emotional unavailability, right? So, um, they are very quick to leave the relationship if something goes wrong. They are, there is still fear of conflict, fear of being vulnerable, fear of expressing needs and uh, expressing emotions. So they will be very kind of, uh, they will be unable to express uh, on a deeper level. So they'll be very quick to leave the relationship. Mm -hmm. um yes so the third one which is the disorganized one um they believe that anyone else is too good for them and they would be hurt anyway so there's a lot of fear of being hurt and they can generally be uh, anxious sometimes and avoidant other times so that they can be like a you know a waves of anxiety and avoidance um, and sometimes they really, really want a connection, but they're so afraid of it and they shut down and they leave. They they really want to be with that person. I love you so much. And then they're kind of like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm out of here. So it can be very confusing for themselves and for their partner. Hmm. So these are the, the four different attachment styles. And um, yeah, it's it's important to understand that they can be healed. Um, of course, they can be transformed to healthy attachment styles. And uh, all we need to do is recognize that and make some effort healing um, the core issues that creates them. So what is, the uh, say, the, 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 the realization or the identification has been made? Then what's the next step? What does healing entail? Um. That's such a beautiful question. Thank you so much for asking this because um, we tend to uh, we tend to uh, want to learn things on a conscious level, so we understand things, and that's wonderful. However, we really need to change things if we really want to transform. We need to do it on a subconscious level, and mm. exploring the subconscious mind is the next step. Mm. So learning to explore the subconscious mind. So how do we explore the subconscious mind? The way to do that is um, meditation. Mm -hmm. um, really, really trying to calm the conscious mind. Because when we calm the conscious mind, we have access to the bigger parts of ourselves. And the subconscious mind, where all the memories are, all the relationship patterns are, all our behavioral patterns are. There is so much in there that we can actually go and we can transform, we can change, we can, um, we can heal within the subconscious mind. And that's what really creates transformation. Mm, and hypnotherapy is another one, which is, you know, the, 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 um, the fastest way to really uh, create a transformation and it's permanent it's not temporarily um, and also uh, EFT emotional freedom technique which is uh, really designed for people for people who have been through uh, really really big traumas like war and things like that which you know they might find it difficult to go into a hypnotic state or to meditate so they um, would really benefit from doing the emotional freedom technique which is tapping as well 
um, and it's done on a conscious level to really release a lot of the tension created um, and stored as trauma in the body. Mm. Yes. Uh, so yes. Um, so meditation. Uh, hypnotherapy and EFT. So mm -hmm. explain to us how hypnotherapy works. So hypnotherapy is really a process uh, where a hypnotherapist um, can guide a person into a state of mind where the conscious mind is um, distracted and it's just quiet um, and it doesn't, you know, because the conscious mind is always kind of thinking. It's very busy thinking, analyzing, right? So if we kind of quiet the conscious mind, then we have access to the subconscious mind. And this is all, you know, to it. It's just um, in my private sessions, this is what I do. Um, we sit down, we talk a little bit, and then um, I guide the person into hypnosis. So mm -hmm. I will start by relaxation and visualization, and then um, uh, just focusing on my voice will put someone in a hypnotic state. And once in a hypnotic state, then we can actually access the information that's needed for the healing. Hmm. So what if all of these uh, ways are not available to a person? What if somebody cannot afford mm -hmm. hypnotherapy or EFT? Or how does one, and one is sort of caught up in a dilemma and yeah. one has been able to identify, what do we do? Yeah, that's a really good question because of course, you know, um, sometimes uh, financially it's impossible to do that. So what we could do, there's so much free, uh, resources available um, on the internet now and we're so lucky to have that um, mm. you know there's so many YouTube videos I personally have on my YouTube channel I have um, hypnosis morning meditations and hypnosis um, for stress release for depression for cancer um, recovery and um, for so many other things and you know they're free available for for people to to use and to start their healing journey. Um, and also I, on my Instagram, I always have uh, posts and I offer um, free uh, resources, free um, eBooks on the different attachment styles on uh, so many different topics. So people can actually, you know, read for themselves um, on what they need to do next. And even I have um, how to meditate, so step-by-step ways of you know how to meditate yourself and get uh, access to your subconscious mind so there are a lot of and it's not just me there's so many other people that have free resources available online sure, and I think people can sure. just explore that yeah. and um, really start I mean myself when I started my journey um, in 2012 I started by um, listening to Louise Hay meditations mm -hmm. mm. so you know i'm so grateful for them as well because it really really helped me really begin with exploring my own mind and to start healing myself um so yeah definitely there are free available options and i also on my instagram sometimes i do giveaways and i do um free one-to-one -one private sessions mm. for free mm. wow beautiful that that's wonderful um so um so tell me what so are we 
in some way talking about uh, PTSD, see PTSD as in complex mm-hmm. post-traumatic or post-traumatic stress disorder manifesting itself in these various attachment styles or is that different? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, um, you know, childhood trauma is really post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, a disorder can be um, uh, more intense, you know, mm-hmm. and it causes uh, a different kind of behaviors like uh, severe anxiety, um, panic attacks. Um, there are so many other things that it can cause, but everyone's experience is different. Sure. But where is the childhood trauma uh, comes in? It's because it's so common. Not everybody has post-traumatic stress disorder. However, most people have an insecure attachment style, right? Mm. So it's relevant for so many of us Mm. um, because so many of us go through unhealthy relationships. Mm. um, And this is kind of the way for us to find out we have um, an insecure attachment style because otherwise we wouldn't really know. So these unhealthy relationships are really guides. They're guiding us to... Um, what is it that I need to heal? Why am I experiencing this? Where is it coming from? Why am I behaving like this? Why is this person treating me like this? Where are they crossing my boundaries? Do I even have any boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Where do I need to work on my boundaries? Where is it that I need to protect my energy? Where is it that I can say yes? And where is it Mm -hmm. that I can, uh, I give myself permission to say no? You know, how can I express my emotions more? How can I express my needs more? Who is worthy of my time? Who is worthy of my energy, right? So we need to ask ourselves these questions and, you know, whether we feel good enough and worthy for a healthy relationship. And um, this can really uh, make us realize that we, you know, some, you know, sometimes we find it difficult to believe that we have had childhood trauma because we love our parents. We don't want to blame anyone, right? And of course, there is no space for blaming. Our parents did the best they could. Sure, yeah. Um, However, it's just awareness. Being aware of it is just really, really good for us to, uh, you know, it helps us heal the awareness, Mm -hmm. the consciousness. Mm -hmm. Just coming towards my uh, last uh, question, there's just so much is coming, propping up in (laughs) in my mind. What's the difference between shame and guilt? Oh, what a wonderful question. I love this question because so many people think it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, But the energy of it is so different because when we feel guilty, um, sometimes guilt is not so bad as in, you know, okay, maybe I did something wrong. If I feel guilty about it, maybe maybe I need to change my behavior and that's okay. You know, sometimes we, we can make mistakes and that's okay. It's not to beat ourselves up about it, but it can guide us to an extent. Um, of course, um, irrational guilt is not good because it's kind of like, oh, I, um, I did something bad and guilt can really be a blockage to our creativity um, and our creative energy, our feminine energy. And that's really essential for us to really thrive in life. So guilt is a very, of course, um, toxic emotion. Um, however, shame is different in a sense where when someone feels shame, they, they don't think I did something bad. They think I am bad. There is such a difference because, because when we do something bad, 
we can change that and we can say, it's okay, I made a mistake, I felt guilty about it, I can change that and it's okay. But when we believe on a subconscious, deep subconscious level that I am bad, then it's more difficult to get, um, to get, uh, to heal that shame and to get rid of it and to, um, you know, to really release that shame. Um, so it's really important to recognize the difference between guilt and shame, um, because shame can be so much more destructive. Um, and it's one of the things that the avoidant attachment style really, really struggles with is shame, feeling bad because as children, they were neglected and their needs weren't met. So their belief system, you know, their nervous system made them kind of believe that they aren't really good enough. They really aren't, uh, worthy. So that can bring up a lot of shame. Um, so yes, it can definitely be a much, much more destructive, um, energy um like a frequency of a vibration of, of energy yeah mm-hmm. whoa oh that's a tough one um so okay so yeah, there are as you said there are styles which means that they are sort of manifested uh in in our actions or in our behavior but is there any other way that we can pick up these indicators is there any other way that uh uh the trauma would show up in a in our bodies physiologically for instance you know in the gut or um, uh, I, I don't know being in a sympathetic uh, nervous system state any um, other indicators yes of course um definitely um for example the anxious attachment style they tend to have a lot of anxiety and fear so you know that anxiety and fear can really be uh manifested into physical illnesses you know uh, when we don't heal um, a core of an emotion um, and uh, an energy uh, on an energetic level it really becomes a physical illness and that can be um, you know problems um, in digestion digestive issues and Mm. um, that's why so many people have irritable bowel syndrome because it's all anxiety and you know the body talks to us our bodies is always speaking to us hey there's something wrong you need to you know there's something that you need to you need to deal with um there's something deeper you need to look into look into yourself and all of these things so um we need to really look into our physical um illnesses and ask ourselves where they come from and what kind of emotions are attached to them, right? Um, and that's really important for us to recognize. And even muscle pain, we can have pain in different parts of the body and that can tell, tell us different things about how, you know, what we believe in our uh, stuck emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, because emotions can get stuck in the muscles. They literally get stuck in the muscles and they need to be released Um, And the way we can release them is through breath work. Breath work Mm -hmm. is so important because, you know, we uh, are together with meditation. We can really focus on releasing whatever emotion that comes up. Um, And yeah, definitely all of these emotions related to the attachment styles can um, uh, become physical illnesses, even cancer, you know. Oh, dear. Uh, it really can become cancer um, and heart disease and so many other really dangerous illnesses 
And that's why it's so important for us to to heal on a deep level. It's not just to improve our relationships, but to improve our health as well. So much to think about and so much to ponder over. Um, uh, just sort of closing uh, the podcast, please tell us that um, if the audience, if the listeners uh, want to um, get access to your work, perhaps do a consultation with you uh, or look up uh, the beautiful work that you're doing, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? Thank you so much, Sadia. Thank you so much for everything and for inviting me to this podcast. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And um, of course, they can find me on Instagram, Satuda underscore Safi. Um, and my website is satudasafi.com. Um, YouTube, Self Love School, Satuda Safi. Um, and I'm always here for people and this is my purpose and that's why I'm so passionate about doing what I do Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm here to serve um, anyone that is kind of called to work with me. Um, It doesn't matter how, we even have, um, you know, events twice a month um, that happen, you know, for people who can't really um, afford or they're not ready for one-to-one private sessions. So there is so much available um, and you can definitely come and have a look and see what you are kind of guided to do. Brilliant. Thank you so much for all of uh, this information. And uh, um, uh, may, may you um, succeed in, in your purpose. Thank you for um, giving us uh, this, this information. Um, and thank you for being on Thani. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you for everyone that's listening. And likewise, I wish everyone, likewise. a beautiful day. <laughs> Brilliant, and to you. Thank you.